a female ghost, dressed in all white, commonly seen wandering along a dark rural road. The ghost of a woman who has died tragically, be it from love or betrayal. Tonight, on a very special Halloween episode of The Conspiracy Collective, we will uncover the myth, the legend, and the lore of the Lady in White. Will you give her a ride? So sit back and relax and enjoy another story time. Evening, ladies and gentlemen, it's your two favorite conspiracy theorists, Jill and Joe, and we're back with a Halloween legend known as the Lady in White. That's that my best scary voice. Does that work? That's a good one. Okay, I'll try. I might not be able to sleep now. Well, you know, I didn't want to pull out all the stops. <laughs> so. A couple of different um, scenarios that she has been seen in. Um, she's been a hitchhiker. Um, she's been um, seen around bodies of water because she's drowned. Um, she's been seen um, roaming deserted, dark country roads. Um, and if you stop and pull over and ask her, she asks you for a ride and um, gets into your back seat and gives you an address and then you drive there and she disappears by the time you arrive. So we're talking about like a ghostly apparition. Uh-huh. That you happen to see just mosey on down the highway. And then you're the good Samaritan, so you pull over, say, hey, we need a ride. <laughs> So right. she hops in your car, mm-hmm. and then you say, Doctor, you have a conversation with her, obviously. But she probably doesn't say much. She just says where she needs to go. Oh. Like, I mm-hmm. need to go to Krispy Kreme Donuts. Right. So then you're scooting her on down there, and then she just vanishes? Mm-hmm, just before you arrive. Now, there's been instances where um, she's gotten picked up and she's soaking wet she gets into your car you arrive at whatever destination she tells you to and you're, she disappears but your backseat is completely wet Where she so was. there's a residual interaction with the car like so there's leftover water she was there Like you could, there's material evidence that she was there Correct. Now, so let's talk about a couple of different um, scenarios or different um, different cases that different people have said have happened um, across the world because she's not only just seen, you know, in the United States because that's initially what I thought is that it was only here. Um, but the more I looked into her, the more I discovered that a lot of different countries around the world have their own version of the Lady in White. And there's a lot of different um, stories about her. So, um, let's see. So she gets around. (laughs) Right, she gets around. So, okay, so in Switzerland, one thing is she asks for a ride and there's like some sort of tunnel and you get into the tunnel. You, She's outside of the tunnel. She asks for a ride. You let her in. You get to the tunnel. Midway, she just disappears. Wow. There's no real interaction necessarily um, like the ones that I've read about in the United States where um, there's some sort of like end point. It's right. just... She's standing on the side of the road. She needs a ride. You pick her up. You get into the tunnel, and she's gone. The theory is is that she may have died in an accident in the tunnel. So it's right. that that is a residual haunting. 
So we're thinking that there was a perhaps someone had passed away in this particular location. I mean, you hear about this with kids too, where right. there'll be some had somebody had passed. Their spirit is still there. They're still wandering, looking for rides, looking to get home, sure. looking to find their loved ones. And so they just manifest and hang around, but they don't know that they need to go to the light, I guess. Or it's just an imprint of oh, a tragic, yeah. right, of a tragic event. So yeah. um, that is what the Switzerland case looks like to me. In Ireland, um, around the 1600s, I believe it's near Cork, um, there was a soldier and he got married and he was in charge of over and it was like some sort of fort right and he's in charge of his um overseeing the fort like overnight in the lookout station or whatever well he fell asleep and the person in charge um ended up having him killed because he fell asleep at his post and you know that was just like a no-no so um, he's killed he's he's killed but his wife apparently couldn't handle it so she jumped to her death from um, the from the wall and apparently there's kids that to this day they like walk around and they do tours of the fort and things like that and they see um a lady in white wandering around um, the, the grounds. Well, that's spooky. Yeah. So she was just a distraught bride. Right. In that case. Now, in Manila, and this I've heard, this is sort of what I thought the woman in white was. But I haven't really seen or read too much about something like this happening here. Um, in Manila, there is a woman in white that um, flags down a cab and asks for a ride. And it's about 3 a.m. when she's when she appears on this particular stretch of road. And apparently, she'll get in your cab, and then um, eventually she'll disappear. But the legend is is that she was raped and murdered, and her body was dumped. So, depending on your interaction with her, she will either grant you a pass, or you're dead. <laughs> so, yeah. Wow. So cabbies are to not, it's like a thing, they're not to pick up any female passengers at 3 a.m. that look like the woman in white because, one, you're not coming back if you're, don't answer her questions correctly because she's there to seek revenge for her murder. Or if you're, you know, genuine of heart then she'll give you a pass and you can keep moving. Ooh, I really don't think I want to run into one of these ladies at night. Well, they might get a little spooky. That's the question. Okay, so the question is, would you stop on a deserted road late at night and pick up a woman in white that looks distressed? Damsel in distress. Like that gets I want to say yes. It's the men. That gets the men. I want to say yes, but there's a high probability I wouldn't. Right. I would just scoot on past. So, especially if, now that you're telling me all this. I well, would. now you know. <laughs> okay, so in the Victorian era, let's circle back to the United States. There is a lake. Um in San Francisco. It's, um, they call her the ghost lady of San Francisco Park. And it was actually, um, some stories were documented about her 
in the San Francisco Chronicle uh, around 1908. And her story is that she had had a baby and she decided to go for a walk and she went down to the lake. She brought the baby in a pram. Um, They were down by the water and she got distracted. And for some Somehow, some way, this pram made its way into the water and the baby drowned. And out of despair, she drowned herself in the same um, lake. And, but, yeah. Okay. I, I mean, how, how, how distracted are you for your pram to go into the water? It floats for a little bit and then it finally... <laughs> goes under but listen I'm not disputing and I'm just saying like in my head that's how it works but it is what it is so the legend is that if you go to San Francisco Park at night and you call her name you know lady in white whatever are you here um she'll appear but she's seen asking if you've seen her baby yeah, no thanks. Why would anybody go do that intentionally? Well, yeah. There's some crazy kids out there. So apparently there's one in Yermo at the Calico Ghost Town, not too far from me. Okay. Where there's a ghost lady, white lady, roams the outskirts of town looking for people. That is, yeah, no. Okay. No, thank you. So, like, on a road, or... Well, Calico is like this little ghost town up on the side of a mountain. Okay. And it's spooky to begin with. It's a weird... They say if you take rocks from Calico, bad oh. things happen to you, so you're not supposed to take anything from there. So it's already haunted, for the most part. Really? Okay. Yeah. And then, now they're adding a white lady in white to that mix. I think I'm going to pass on that. <laughs> I've been there. It's spooky. Is it? It's a weird place, but yeah, they're you're, they're in Russia. They're in wow. These ladies are all over the Wales, England, Philippines, mm-hmm. Netherlands, Hungary, Canada. Yeah, there's one literally in every country. There's some sort of le- legend about her. Um, there's I just one... really feel like this comes to the fact that women never have finished business. Like they can't let stuff go. So they just kind of got to hang around and freak everybody out because they're, you know, they're, they're mad at somebody because mm-hmm. they're super petty. I'm just, I'm just thinking outside the box here. <laughs> so moving on from that, uh-huh. <laughs> what about the ghost that is seen at the Hollywood sign? So you told me about this. Her name was Pig and Whistle. She was born in 1908, and apparently on September 16th, 1932, she took a nosedive off of the H on the Hollywood sign. Apparently, someone was up there walking around, and they found, you know, her stuff laying around, and they found her body. Um, But she had a, a little suicide note says I am afraid I am a coward I am sorry for everything if I had done this a long time ago it would have saved a lot of pain so I guess some people feel that well she was an actress she'd been on Broadway she had done uh, I think a couple movies um, played a bunch of roles but I guess it wasn't going well and she decided for some reason to take a header off the H but supposedly there's park rangers that see things out there Mm -hmm. roaming hanging out um and they believe it's her you know being that ghost up there spooking up the sign freaking everybody out so that's interesting curse to (laughs) how how shitty is that you're you are like okay i'm done with this and you decide i'm just gonna end it all and jump off the H and be done with this and you're stuck in the right. same spot. Like 
that's you can't leave you're done right. that's it right i mean i'm sure it's a good view but i mean oof. that's horrible not a fan um okay so there's another story about a beautiful young girl who was kept in her house by her mother um and the girl sneaks out one night the mom can't find her and she goes out at night um in a flowy white dress and she gets killed either a hit and run whatever she dies and without knowing what happened to her um the mom and everyone went to go look for her and um the ghost, her ghost, I guess, is now seen wandering in that same flowy dress looking um, for her mom. But the interesting thing is about this particular story is that there's another one of the mom that's out wandering looking for her daughter. So you've got the daughter who is killed and wanders trying to get home and you have the mom wandering trying to find her daughter Oof. and they just they just keep passing mm-hmm. yeah so i also looked up another strange story about portugal in 1983, there's a woman, and her name was Teresa Fidalgo, and she was a hitchhiker. And I guess on Facebook, there's been some actual footage and some sightings of her uh, because her imagery matches the this girl who um, was killed and is seen wandering up and down a road in Portugal and there's some Facebook footage that people take all the time in Portugal of this exact girl so this would be the first time that it's been documented as who the lady in white could be in that specific case So they have, I don't know where it was, but a long time ago I heard a story about where if you go out to this dirt road and you park your car and you leave it in neutral and you get out and you just kind of hang out, um, that the car will start to move. It'll actually start to move, take off, right? So everybody had ideas and theories of what it could possibly be. So one guy... I don't know what he did, but he the back of the car was dusty. So they did this trick. They got out, and it just started to move. And then they went back, and they saw fingerprints on the back of the car. Could be a lady in white pushing the car, giving them a ride. A lot of them speculated because somebody had died. I think it was, it was a cross-train track or something like that. I can't remember mm-hmm. the story exactly, but like mm-hmm. somebody had died because they were stuck on the train track or stuck in the road. And the ghost wanted to save them, so they pushed oh. the car out of the way. What? Okay, weird. So you park your car on the train tracks? You park it, yeah, I think it's on the train tracks or, or down the road or something like that. I can't remember what it was. I was a little kid when I heard the story. You're making it all come back to me now. But yeah, you would park the car, leave it in neutral, and so it would get pushed. On the train tracks. Oh my god, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm like an idiot. Okay, well... <laughs> Spooks are out there. So I think that one of the most well-known cases that there's a lot of information on, it's called um, the Lady of White Rock Lake, and this is in Garland, Texas. There's so many stories, and there's so many different accounts of the same thing happening. So basically... Um, you have this lake and apparently um, this girl drowned and her she's seen hovering over the lake 
and um, she'll ask for a ride. And this is the case where she's shown up dripping wet and she gives you an address. You let her in, she gives you an address, which is about five miles away from um, the lake. And as you approach the address, she disappears. But like I said before, the back seat is wet. So there is a residue of her being there. So apparently um, someone, this happened and they went to the house and knocked on the door and the parents answered the door and they had said, you know, oh, okay, well, that was our daughter. She passed away. This, you are not the first person to tell us that she sent you here or she's trying to get home. Um, and she did die apparently at that lake from a drowning. So here's the thing. So this is a huge story, sort of like a, um, is it like, is this a story that parents tell their teens so they won't go to the lake and make out and go to, you know, make out point, right. whatever, uh, stay, away. stay away from the lake? Or is this something that is really happening um, and it's just getting passed down from generation to generation because the accounts of this are like great-grandparents telling their kids, telling their kids, telling their kids. Well, I guess some of the accounts are pretty, uh, pretty frightening. Mm-hmm. Um, some of their interactions with the lady uh, makes you think this could be something that's actually there haunting that lake. Because normally when you have a story where someone's, you know, trying to encourage you to stay away from something, it's a really vague story don't go here don't right. do this but then when you have people like with particulars with particulars and details and, and just stuff ingrained or burned into their, their memory then it's a little different than I think but I, f- I feel like something's there okay so as I'm researching I'm going through all this all these files all these different accounts, all these different um, YouTube videos, a ton of information, right? And it occurs to me, okay, now this is where you're going to have to like, just bear with me. Open mind. Keep an open mind. This is only my theory. Okay. Lay it on me. What do you know about La Llorona? You tell me what, growing up, what your experience is with that legend. Well, it's okay. So, talk to you about what my there's, is. there's a lady running around, <laughs> sp- scaring the shit out of everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a, it's a. I don't know if it's like a Mexican thing mm-hmm. or because it really didn't come into like a mainstream until originally when somebody made a movie about it, mm-hmm. which I refuse to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it, through all of our history, our collective history is like being a Mexican or whatever, mm-hmm. Hispanic, there's always a ghost woman somewhere that is there to wreak havoc on you if you, you know, step out of line. Um, but one time I saw a YouTube video of they're showing the street and something just jumped over a fence and creeped along the fence behind a car and it did not look you know like a chupacabra or anything weird like that and they all called it the Lolorona but it was spooky as fuck okay and I wonder about that stuff. I've never encountered it, but you definitely hear stories. Okay. So, okay. So it's definitely has been used as a way 
to keep kids in line, right? Um, the basics are she's a weeping woman, turns into a murderous monster, drowns her kids, um, cursed to walk the earth, looking for her children. Um, those are the that's sort of the basics. But so let's 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 dive deep down into what this legend really is. All right, so. It is, it's a Mexican legend, right? So the legend is, is that you've got a beautiful indigenous Mexican woman, right? She falls in love with a uh, high, a high class, um, higher social standing man, right? They get married. They have a couple of kids. Now he either is leaving her for someone of his own social stature or he's just um, done being married to her and he wants to leave her. That is um, unclear. However, the threat is is that he's leaving her, but he's taking the kids. So out of desperation, she takes the kids and drowns them. Okay, so it's either out of spite or it's because she can't handle the fact that her kids could be taken from her. So she's like, I just can't deal with them being away from me, whatever. Um, she also then drowns herself, right? She, she dies in the water along with her kids. Now, um, it's said in the legend that God curses her to wander the earth to find those children so that she can get returned or so that she can get into heaven right so that's why she uh roams the earth and is looking right. for other children now so yeah it says that she was went to the gates mm -hmm. was denied access was banished into purgatory on earth right. until she could find her children um, right. And so she's just perusing the earth, weeping, looking for her kids. Right. So she cries out for them in the night. And in desperation, she kidnaps local children, mistaking them for her own kids. Okay. So this legend dates back to about the 16th century, about the time of the conquistadors and things like that so the Spanish um, are beginning their conquests into the western hemisphere this is when this is all supposedly supposed to have gone down now pause that story okay. so now let's talk about the Aztecs so they're the goddess and she's known as the first woman in the world to the first woman in the, in the world ever and um she is dressed in white okay and she's seen holding a cradle um so she's the goddess of motherhood and fertility but she appears at night and is seen walking into a lake or a river with that cradle okay so on another note the Aztecs also placed a really high value on women who died in childbirth now they were considered um, cultural heroes and were the only women women to achieve um, access to the afterlife as were the male warriors. Now, they were granted access to the afterlife. However, <laughs> in the afterlife, they would become known as night ghosts and they would wait at the crossroads to curse children and to tempt men. Now, in the 16th century in Mexico, two things happened. 
okay, during this whole time that this legend um, occurs, two things happened. One was Greek mythology was coming into play. So in Greek mythology, you have Medea who murders her children after being abandoned by her husband. Who does that sound like? Lerona. Mm -hmm. Now, the second thing that happens is Christianity is um, entered into the picture, which you have God in heaven. So what did you just tell me about La Lerona? That she wasn't entered into where? Heaven. And since she was then sent to where? Purgatory on earth. Mm -hmm. Which is all part of Christianity. So, mm -hmm. so you have a another, okay, so you have Cortez, right? Who is, um, the leader of, um, taking over everything in Mexico, whatever. So he is given a bunch of slaves and one of the slaves is um, the daughter of some sort of like hierarchy, whatever, like aristocratic uh, family. And she becomes his translator and um, sort of like tells him where everything is at and becomes entrusted by him. They start having an affair. She has his son. Now, she becomes his mistress, okay? So, he has a wife, but for some reason, some way, somehow, their son um, becomes legitimized. But because he's legitimized, he's taken away from her and um, is moved to Spain to be educated. So, what happened in La Llorona? Her kids are taken away from her by a higher social standing man, right? Just like, uh, if, just by Cortez's, just like Cortez's mistress, right? Okay, so now I have three different scenarios that are going on during the 1600s while the lore of La Llorona comes to light. Right. So this situation could be a representation of the conflict of indigenous cultures in um incoming European values and things like that. So it's not going to be unheard of for a bunch of different scenarios to happen to cultivate um, the myth and the legend of La Llorona. Because everything, you know, that we've seen kind of spells out all of those different instances and parts of that story. You know what's fascinating to me is you have a lot of, a lot of um, stories, myths that do go from culture to culture, span, you know, significant amounts of times and you know, you'll hear it in Greek mythology, you'll hear it in Aztec lore, you'll mm -hmm. Native Indians will talk about these same type of stories, but I mean, there's there's so many. They're absolutely too many to count. But you, when you start doing the research like you do and going in deeper and looking at all the different, just the fundamental core of the story as it relates to different cultures, um, that it's, it's pretty fascinating to realize that these things continue over centuries and 
don't necessarily know the origin of the story mm-hmm. you know the the core like the, the you know the one thing that happened like you know lady so-and-so on this particular date you know whacked her kids on you know, right in this particular river but that story carries so mm-hmm. much weight over all those centuries and all those different cultures that it's kind of fascinating it's interesting to me that the majority of the lady in white sightings are around bodies of water right um sort of like uh, a couple of the different lores that you have of the different Aztec um, legends that seem to be kind of repeating that same pattern well bodies of water have always been right like what like a mirror mystical I know mirror um pathway um, in between just mysterious in between um you get a lot of ufo stories around bodies of water um missing people around bodies of water um, cryptoids around bodies of water um so yeah there's a lot of mystery involved but don't you think it's weird with those particular you've got Okay, you have the story of the woman drowning her kid um, out of spite or whatever, so the husband doesn't get them. Um, You've got the San Francisco pram story. You've got um, the, the one in Texas that's on a body of water. Um, now, Coming into all of this, I really only had heard, like I said, I think before, that the lady in white was a murder victim. So she would seek revenge on male um, drivers and she would hitchhike and she would appear beautiful. And uh, ask for a ride and then get into the car and then they would eventually, she would eventually um, kill them. But I hadn't heard all these other different legends about her. I only ever just thought it was specific to her being murdered by, you know, like, I think I heard once that, like, she was going to a dance with a guy and they went to the dance and came back and raped her and murdered her and left her on the side of the road. And now she's wandering this road for eternity, seeking revenge on unsuspecting men who will pick her up unless that was like a bunch of different random movies that I'd seen in the 80s but that's sort of what I always thought the lady in white was yeah and I always thought of stuff like uh, well you have the grudge where you know that movie mm-hmm. this thing inhabits a house and she's murdered figure. right or she, yeah she no she murdered her son right she murdered her kid Someone was kept in a closet and killed in a closet. Um, she drank. You have. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's a have, Japanese uh, lore, which would attribute to another lady in white sighting. But what about, let me ask you a question, just to take it way to the next level. What do you think the possibility is that the lady in white could be a banshee? it's possible <laughs> well see here's the thing you for instance japan uh i saw recently saw a story and I, I can't remember where i saw it i think it was unsolved mysteries where they went and they did a bunch of stories about the exact same thing we're talking about ghosts taxi mm-hmm. cabs getting rides and it's all because when the tsunami hit all these people died instantly. what no i heard that what and no I did not hear oh, that. Yeah. So, okay. When the tsunami hit, a lot of people died uh-huh. rather quickly. So, in the years to come after that, and you know the cleanup stuff, and a lot of the people that survived—I don't know if they had like survivor guilt or mm-hmm. whatever—but they would always encounter ghosts. Like one lady said that she 
was driving and she pulled over somewhere and there was, you know, three or four kids, you know, they're looking to go home. Like, you know, can you take okay, us home? Can you just, take us home? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. So she looks at them and she's like, you guys are dead. You need to go to the light. Mm-hmm. And so there's another one where taxi drivers, um, it's a whole thing. Taxi drivers will pick up mm-hmm. the dead, drive them to mm-hmm. their destination. But they're in the car, they drive to the destination, right? Mm-hmm. And they disappear when they get there, like you're talking about, mm-hmm. lady in white. But those fees, those, those, the meter is still running. So all these taxi cab drivers pay the fees for these ghosts. They take them and wherever they want to go. Do they go to the other side or do they go back to the beginning and ask for another ride? Go back so that's a residual ride. haunting. But yeah, nothing is changing. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing you can do to transfer them over to the light because it's just imprinted in the moment. Right. And then one of the stories was that this lady, who's an intuitive, was had all these people talking to her because you know they're gone. They don't know what happened. She can communicate with them, so they're just like overwhelming her so she goes to a buddhist monk and he basically does like an exorcism and tells them all to leave her essentially um but yeah no the old japan mm. spooky place spooky place but yeah i mm-mm, they <laughs> yeah no oh and then you have all the suicide force well so yeah let's thing. we'll definitely hit that up on another episode but <laughs> I, yeah, that entire situation, isn't that a, um, where they were bringing their elder, elderly to pass away at, or no, and then forest, or, because I know there's a place where they would take their elders to die, and then leave them there and they would pass away. But I don't know if that's different than the suicide forest or if that's or if the suicide forest is something completely different and people just go there, um, you know, to end their lives. People literally go there to die. So you'll have they don't really know what it is. They they think that it's right. the forest itself. It's it's a it's a bad bad juju so they go in there and for whatever reasons they just but they, they die you want and there's have actually to a, have there's been a, wanting to go there it's not like it's some random pull of just some completely mentally no. healthy person there has to be yeah. no they're fully intent okay so that's the intention of going there okay right and there was actually a YouTuber. I can't remember. I know. I know. Yes, I know. Mm-hmm. You know that guy? So he's going there yeah, because and he's, he's filming being an himself in. Yeah, and he caught like, a dead body up there and being right. a little prick about it. Um, but yeah, no, it, it, it's. They they go through these forests and they find people from right. the regular. Like, it's pretty consistent. Because I think that they have a. Um, because I saw the movie. Have you seen the movie The Forest? I think that's what it's called. Yeah, so there's a movie about the suicide forest. Anyways. Um, but I yeah, think I that they that. do like a regular sweep, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, they'll mm. find remnants. They'll find shoes, Yeah, clothes. I think she was looking for her sister in that movie. Yeah, fuck that. So, you know, oh, then you have suicide Japan bridges. is a... Um, mystically scary place, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's, it's a spooky yeah, joint. it's that's <sighs> all. What about the bridge? What about the bridges? I was where pets that. Jump yeah, off about the, the yeah, where the dogs jump off and kill themselves. Mm. Yeah, place. so. It's not surprising that they definitely would have their own um, lady in white. But, you know, I was just thinking, like, how is it plausible that, again, it's like my ultimate question 
I think for my entire life is always going to be how is it possible that you have cult- cross culturally the same sort of story, maybe not um, down to a T, but you have basically the same story that travels and migrates from one culture to another culture to another culture. Now, I know, right? Like, people are going to be like, oh, because of sailors or, you know, indigenous tribes are, they're, you know, joining each other and they're telling their stories and they merge with that story. So it's not unlikely that one, um, one, area can have a lore that can be then told in a completely different country but it's fascinating to me that you can have such similar stories from Mexico all the way to Ireland into Scotland into Japan and they all sound similar well if you really want to jump off the deep end if you're thinking about that and you think about humanity and you think about humans and you get into the theories of consciousness and then you start looking at stuff like the Akashic Record and the single mind, the hive mind and that we all share it so theoretically every human on earth is connected with their consciousness and their mind they would all be able to pull from this central storage information, the Akashic Record, that we all possess to a degree, or that we can all tap into at any point in time. So when you look at it like that, a global consciousness that anybody can tap into, these stories could perpetuate across the globe because they can all connect to it and essentially download it. That's a weird Even way as, about it, but right. there is there is some scientific proof to the fact that consciousness is shared amongst all of us and that weird things like let's just take the most recent um toilet paper and everybody right, freaked out right. about toilet paper why 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 would people freak out about toilet paper right. why would it right. go global you know what I mean so I think everybody shares the same brain to some degree and when you light a match and the flame just takes off everybody stresses about it everybody freaks out about it so who knows right I mean I do think that the fact that there were so many uh, similarities in all of the different Aztec lores and the Mexican lore of La Llorona, that it moved into um, the U.S. for whatever reason, and then it sort of took off. I'm not saying that the people's accounts in different parts of the United States with her are not real I'm just saying that it's interesting to me that the basis of her existence and story all the sum all the parts all the sum totals have been now moved over and different areas different regions of the United States have parts of that story oh yeah but that that goes so much further than just the lady in white you have the the great flood you know religions across the globe all reference the great flood Um, you have uh, a lot of the stories that they tell you know the the parables and all that are similar across a bunch of different religions um so yeah that's that's a phenomenon that occurs pretty regularly and consistently through history if you know where to look well i just think that 
it would be a real shame to be stuck <laughs> in the same spot over and over asking for a ride or asking if you've seen my baby or asking to get home or getting a ride to a tunnel then disappearing because that's as far as you got I just think that that is probably the worst sort of purgatory and hell you could remain in and it's interesting to me I know it's interesting to me though that not one of these stories have said we've tried to cross her over everyone's just like oh yeah we had an experience and this is what it was okay but who is trying to make a better tomorrow for her which leads me to think that there is none because it's just a residual an imprint in time that just never stops yeah you wonder about the the imprint versus the ghost versus Mm -hmm. phenomenon versus just a legend and maybe demons it's a bunch of kids who are just telling tales, right? A de- did you say a demon? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Something's hanging around. You know, you gotta... Well, I would think, though, that if there was um, something nefarious going on, there'd be a higher percentage of data saying that people were actually dying with the encounter. Right. I mean, that could be a factor in the suicide force. There should be something malevolent there. You know? Seducing them to do that. Because you say, like, in places like Washington, um, those type of areas, they have a higher suicide rate because they don't see the sun as much. You know? So, I mean, you gotta wonder. I don't know. We're going to have to research. I need to do some research on this suicide force so I can culminate a theory in my brain because I'm just not. I need to think about it a little bit more. Yeah, see? Hornet's nest. (laughs) Shook the hornet's nest. It's a rabbit hole. It is. Never stops. But yeah, no, it's a spooky as hell. So I encourage all of you to go out and hang out on your your highway see if you can't find yourself don't stop don't don't know, stop or if you, no. if you know of one don't let her in, <laughs> don't give her let her in. take her for a drive see you know see what she's doing for the past is that is there and you said hold on so there's one that's near you but is there one in your town um no, there's no lady here, but there are little areas where there's little ghosts. It's funny because there's a... Remember yeah. Remember Jemco? We used to have a Mervyn's. <laughs> oh, yeah. So we used to have a Mervyn's. And people that worked there would say the storage room was spooky. It was haunted. Like, they all freaked out, right? Nobody ever believed them. But they took that building and rehabbed it and cut it up into three other pieces because right. Mervyn's went out of business so they put other three other businesses in there and everybody that's moved in there since says the same thing I actually have a friend that works there and she has she mm-hmm. it's like a Joann's or something now and she'll walk in and shit is thrown all over the floor um, the lights are moving cabinet doors are opening while they're in there so she makes it a point to you know when she's leaving for the night says goodnight to the ghost um, when she's coming in says hello um, but yeah routinely has encounters in that area which used to be the back room do you know it was there before it was a Mervyn's it was a, what was an on empty it? lot it was an empty nothing like there's our area was just a desert there was nothing here so <laughs> And there's no there's no data to go sifting through to find out who or what was there. So a little weird. 
worries. Okay. Have you had? Okay, so just yeah, because we're Snoopy's getting out. ready to have Halloween tonight, because we're recording this Friday, but we're gonna drop it tomorrow on Halloween. So I'm gonna say tonight. Do you have any yes. weird, crazy ghost stories that you that have happened to you particularly? You know, my family has always had ghost stories where they see apparitions or they see stuff. Um, one of the big, I don't know, things that they have is like some, they'd be sleeping, like this happened to my mom here in this house. She was sleeping and she opened her eyes and she saw feet at the end of the bed. And she was like freaked out and she's looking at it, but it hasn't fully materialized yet so as it's starting to you know take shape or form she just closes her eyes and starts to pray and pray and pray and pray because we're catholic and so she's freaking out and then she opens her eyes and it's gone um my boss uh, that i worked with she had a, a bunch of experiences on well, here in town but also on the queen Mary. Oh. she heard screaming and all sorts of stuff on the Queen Mary. I was on the Queen Mary and I was absolutely wigged out. Wait, no, hold on. I would say... Did you s sleep on the Queen Mary or were you just visiting, going through the the museum and all of that, just like a tour? So when I went to the Queen Mary, what we had was we were having a sales meeting for some reason. Some CEO got, up, got it up his butt that he wanted to do this whole thing okay. on the Queen Mary. And fun fact is my dad had been on the Queen Mary because he was in World War II and he was on a troop shipment on the Queen Mary. And so I thought it was weird that I was going to be on the same ship that he was on right. years and years and years ago. But it, it well, I do know weird. that there are a it couple of um, cabins place. that you are supposed to, if you want them, you have to request them. And the two cabins supposedly don't like women I think something's going on in those two cabins um, and actually we were supposed to take a girls trip and stay in those two cabins so I could document that and see what that was all about but oh let's do it you know COVID messed that all up so I'm not going to do it this year maybe next year but I know but there's specific two cabins on the Queen Mary that there's some, some something there that does yeah. not like women and it will let you and then yeah I think there's the engine room also and right and the swimming pool mm -hmm. are all hot spots um, the only thing I've really experienced myself was you know just lights I've seen lights those are weird um, you're like driving down the road and you see just I don't know what it was so I'm driving to work at like 5.30 in the morning and I'm out in the middle of nowhere because there's nothing around me and there's just this big bright light and you know you're kind of like waking right. up like oh god you know so I'm looking at this light and I'm looking at it hard I'm like why is that light there so as I start to recognize it and look at it it blinks out gone so I thought it was just something random or weird, but the more I think about it, the more it wasn't supposed to be there, the more I have no idea what it is. So that was a weird thing. No, no, but, uh, yeah. Grandparents passing away, sightings, dreams, anything like that. Mm, trying to think. One time I was in. Me and my brother were in New Mexico. We went on a trip. We went through like Carlsbad Caverns and we were doing a little jaunt around New Mexico and we got into Alamogordo, which isn't too far from White Sands. And White Sands is a huge uh, testing facility um, and it is 
has a really long history of stuff and there's a lot of ghost stories associated with the Nellis Range um, UFOs and all that stuff anyway we came down from the mountain and we found this little uh, campsite so we pulled up we're hanging out at the campsite and one of the stories you hear about on the Nellis Range is that there is like like a chupacabra running around you know the range freaking people out my cousin told me a story where they were patrolling the perimeter because she was security and they were someone was in the truck and they were dangling their feet off the end of the truck and they saw something so they got in the truck and they started radioing in so all the crews came out and when they got there those goes those dudes were freaked out they were white as sheets they were shitting themselves they didn't know what it was so anyway we're in this campsite and we're just hanging out and we're literally like he's my brother sleeping in the bed of his truck and I'm sleeping out on the park bench right and it is just a weird place it, it like you feel like somebody's there's watching something you. going on there like yeah someone's, something's there like you, you just don't feel comfortable you don't feel relaxed because you feel nervous anyway he's laying down we're getting ready to call it a night and he freaks the fuck out he starts losing his shit and he's like a ranger staff sergeant mm-hmm. he's getting out of the military you know doesn't doesn't get spooked easily and I'm like what the fuck what's going on with you he's like so he got in the fucking truck <laughs> ran past my legs and jumped the fuck out I'm like dude there's nothing here I didn't hear anything no he was legitimately spooked so that was weird okay something yeah I know for sure okay well (sighs) there's something out there there's something else out there there's something out there and and she might she might be wearing a, a white dress and be beautiful and hanging out on the side of the dirt road asking for a asking for a ride so it's going to be up to you to decide if you're going to stop or not. You know, it's funny because the, the road that we live, there's a, a highway that comes up here. It's called 395. And the further north that you take it past Bishop, um, it's actually considered to be haunted. Um, the northern portion of it. But the area by us there's tons and tons oh. of accidents people die uh-huh. on the road regularly and you see some weird shit out there all the time just weird random crap so you know I don't know I right. don't spend any time hanging out there we have there one out here in Roseville it's called Dyer Lane um, but there's not any sightings of the lady in white but there are sightings of um, spectral police cars that um, disappear with their lights on and they like drive so far and then they just disappear Um, and I have read that that particular stretch was um, home to there was like a bunch of I guess the KKK um, owned it and they had a bunch of lynchings out that way and there have been a lot of um, deaths and car accidents and phantom police cars and like something something residual is holding on to that specific area I think that is causing whatever to go to continue to go that way but it doesn't help the fact that you've got these kids out here that have heard all of these stories and they're out there and they're you know, drawing pentagrams and they're drawing sigils and they're drawing all these other things. And listen, like, just so all of you guys know, if you don't know what you're doing and you're just randomly maybe saw the craft or you watch something on Ghost Hunters and you decide to go out to, you know, some abandoned road and draw that on the street, you don't necessarily know what's coming 
<laughs> what you've just done and what's coming through there. You might think that it's just, you know, fun and it's kind of just a aesthetic and it's sort of um, kitschy and that you're just being really cool. But the fact of the matter is, is that you don't know what you're really doing. So I think that that is the issue out here. Um on Dyer Lane, so you, you really have to watch oh, yeah. what you're right. If you don't know what you're doing, stay away. Reckon havoc, man. Yeah. Yeah. One time, since we're talking about weird roads, I had to be in my I was young, early teens. We were driving three ninety five and we were just humming along and it was late, late, late at night. And you see a little fire off in the distance. And we're like, what the hell is that? So we get closer and closer. And there's just a... Mm-hmm. those old VW vans? Mm-hmm. Like just a Scooby-Doo van? About two, three hundred feet off the <laughs> Scooby-Doo van. Fucking burning. Just burning for no reason. And we didn't stop. We weren't hanging out. We just kept going. Like, and then a little further off, there's another little fire. Like, oh, God, no, I'm not dying here today. No, we're just going to keep going. That was weird. <laughs> I see all kinds of weird shit in the desert. Yeah, I'm good off Spooky. that. It's weird because I think, oh, no, like the forest uh, and um, all of that would have more creepy things going on. But it's actually, no, it's actually really the desert. There's more crazy oh, yeah. stuff going out on out yeah, that way. Uh, than there is in the beautiful Greenland of the forest. Yeah, maybe they're maybe they're more angry because they're hot. <laughs> I know I am. I one hundred percent. Yeah. Super angry during the summer, so. There you go. I'll be haunting this place. Well, so. we're black because ladies wear white, men can wear black. Yeah, I'll get a makes sense to me in my head, at least. I'll be cool. I'll be good. <laughs> All right, you guys. Well, thanks for listening to our ramble about the Lady in White and a bunch of other topics that just popped into our heads because we're random like that. We do. So, uh, happy Halloween. Stay safe and watch out for any mischief that might be happening.